Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. We are looking at life itself. And we are looking at the we are looking at life from the angle of that fat of life. Amen. So we have life which is bigger than all of us. But no matter how big the life is, when it comes to you, it's all about your life. Your life is your life. Please do you understand what I'm saying? So when it comes to you, it's about your life. Never forget that. It's about your life. N- never forget that. It's not about anybody. Amen. It's about the life. But sometimes, if you are not careful, if you look at how people live life, it is easier, or you get the impression like they live their life like they are living it for someone. You get the impression. There are people who, even when they are doing well, they go offended because nobody is congratulating them. It's in my pocket. I'm mindful. The video people, they've been coming to me that I don't wear my watch and stuff. So now I put it in my pocket to easier way. Amen. Um, when, <laughs> when sometimes when you look at people, how they live their life, you get the impression that it's like they are living their life for someone. To the extent that you see people get offended because when they did well for themselves, no one congratulates them. Do you get what I'm living? Sometimes you even hear people say, I'm tired, I won't do that again because no one sees what I'm doing. Meanwhile, what you are doing is good for your own self. So I'm just saying sometimes it come across as if people are living life for others, but it's not true. It will look like that, but it's not true. You are living life for yourself. Life is bigger, yes, but your life is about you. And no matter how big life is, you are the biggest of life when it comes to you. And sometimes it's like you could tell even the things we say, our priorities, Amen. So I want us to look at this fact about life. Amen. So that we will be free. So that we will be free. Because as long as you're on this earth, you will live life. As long as you're on this earth, you are alive. Bible says Jesus came that we may have what? And life in. So you can have life, but not or you can believe it, but not have life. Other than that, he wouldn't need to come that we may have life. <laughs> Amen. Yes, there's eternal life, but to eternity you are here. The life here is this life will determine whether you even make it to eternity. And when you make it to eternity, how will you enjoy eternity? So this life is everything. Please, you understand what I'm saying? 
So we are going to look at life, amen, from the angle of what? The fact about life, amen. Let's hit our Bible. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. Mm. Amen. Chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. Yes. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. So I reflected on all this and concluded that the righteous and the wise and what they do are in God's hands. But no one knows whether love or hate awaits them. All share a common destiny. The righteous and the wicked, the good and the bad, the clean and the unclean, those who offer sacrifices and those who do not. As it is with the good, so with the sinful. As it is with those who take oaths, so with those who are afraid to take them. This is the evil in everything that happens under the sun. The same destiny overtakes all. The hearts of people, moreover, are full of evil and there is madness in their hearts while, they they, while they live and afterward they join the dead. Amen. Amen. So, note, whenever you read Ecclesiastes, you, never, you always see the word under the sun. So, in other words, on this earth. So, it's, it's not necessarily a spiritual principle or a spiritual truth, but on this earth it is the truth. You understand? So Ecclesiastes said something about life, fat about life. He says, on this earth, under the sun, on this earth, both the good and the bad, the righteous and unrighteous, the evil and the good, the poor and the rich, the male and the female, the green man and the yellow man, he said, we all share a common destiny. And he said, a common destiny awaits all of us. Amen. Other versions say, overtakes all of us. So not only do we all share a common destiny, but that common destiny overtakes all of us, both the Christian and the non-Christian. Amen. What does it mean? So it, what he's saying that in this world, on this earth, in a certain sense, whenever you come out, we all face the same danger. Whether you're a Christian or not. Whether you're educated or not. Whether you're righteous or not. Like right now, fuel price has what? Increased, isn't it? Food has what? It's not differentiating between a Muslim and a Christian or an educated or an odd. We all face the common word, destiny. This common destiny has overtaken all of us. Please, you understand? So, it's a fact about life. We all face a common destiny. And this same common destiny has what? overtake us whether you are good or evil whether you are what 
a sinner or not, whether you offer sacrifice or you don't offer sacrifice, whether you are a man or you are not what? A man. To the extent that he called it what? Madness. He said madness in the heart of man. Like the 9-11, all those who were in the plane, no matter their color, their race, their citizenship, their destiny, they all face one destiny. One destiny overtook them. Are you understanding me? So in this country, accept it or not, every child, all of us, our children, face the same danger. Every human believing in this country, when we come out, we face the same danger. When they cast the spells, we face the same danger. Are we getting it? It's very important we, we, we get this. So not like someone is, not like someone does not face it, no. Amen. When the enemy is attacking, we face the same danger. Please, do you get it? So there is a common what? Destiny that await all of us and a common destiny that would overtake all. The rest we can do it after church, please. Or when we finish. A common destiny what? Overtake all of us. Please, do you get it? Let's read the same Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14 to 17. Verse 14 to 17. Hallelujah. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14 to 17. Mm -hmm. When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. In this meaningless life of mine, I have seen both of these. The righteous perishing in their righteousness and the wicked living long in their wickedness. Do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. Why destroy yourself? Do not be over-wicked and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? Amen. Amen. So he went on to say that apart from we are all faced with common destiny, both the good and the bad things in this earth is God who has what? Made it. If we didn't know good, we wouldn't know bad. In order to know good, you must know bad. It existed. It wasn't God's plan for us to know it. We went to eat the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. So now we are exposed to it. But in other words, he's saying that all has its place from God on this earth. Please, are you understanding it? And he went on to make us understand this, that that not only do we all have what, not only does we all, does both the good and the bad has its place on what? This F, amen. But it is so that we all don't know anything about our future. No man, he said no man. So even though I'm here today, I don't know what will befall me next week. If you've been at least 30 years at least, I'm sure there's a lot of things we were sure would happen, but it didn't happen. And a lot of things we were sure wouldn't happen, but happened. You don't know your future. Nobody on this earth. Please, are you listening? You can have the best hopes, but you don't know the future. Nobody knows the future. Not any man of God. 
not any what prophet we only know what they show us we only know what we know which is just a drop please are you getting it so and he said it that is how god has what made it okay so now when we connect this one and he went on to say certain dangerous things here he said it is such that because both evil and good has been created for man and nobody knows tomorrow even you can destroy yourself the righteous can destroy themselves when they become over righteous and the wicked can destroy themselves when they become over wicked but we are not going into that today because too much of everything is bad never forget that yeah you can be really be addicted to the presence of god and you want the presence of god so much then your marriage will be destroyed because you are good for nothing you, you understand or your children will be destroyed because you are never there with them. even when you are there's like you cannot be related to because you are always caught up in the spirit there's balance there's time is it say time and you say there's time for every activity under the sun so there's time for everything amen so when we look at these two scriptures the bible is showing that we are all open to the same problems the same challenges the same difficulties and no one know whether tomorrow in future they will have that difficulty or that challenge in other words you don't really know that as for you 6 p.m january 1944 Somebody will stab you at Brixton tube station. So you decide that that day you will not what, go there. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've been going to Brixton tube station all the time. You, you don't know. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody knows the future. And we are all exposed to the same challenges in life. So whatever your challenges are, if you have any, whatever your challenges are, believe it. Everybody at least once upon a time was exposed to that challenge at least amen if so if that's what the bible is saying how come that sometimes or it looks now as if certain people don't have problems or as if certain people have problems but it's like some have more dangerous problems do we get it? Or you haven't seen that? Sometimes you have problems, but when you hear someone's own, you see that yours is... <laughs> uh -huh. So what, what makes the difference? Why? If we all face the same danger. You understand? What makes the difference? What makes some people able to smile despite the hardship? What makes some people able To still eat good food despite that there is what hunger it's for maintenance for maintenance and we are going to look at it because many christians you know I'm, i preach to christian the word of god is for christians so when i say christian it doesn't mean that the worldly people don't have that problem they even have it more amen can be deluded the fact that they are christian they can think that it excludes them. But the Bible never said that. Say so we all have the same destiny and the same destiny what overtakes us. And nobody knows his or her what 
tomorrow, future. Please, you understand. So what make the difference? What make the difference that despite the same danger, some are not affected, some are affected. The reason why I want us to look at it so that when you are living your life, you realize you are living it for yourself. Amen. It is four main things. And I will tell you those four things. Amen. But should I tell you the four things now? Uh, the four main things. The first one. Or, or before I tell you the first one, let me tell you something too about life. I have to add this. Uh, Matthew chapter 7. Amen. We are looking at life. Are you following me? Okay. Matthew chapter 7. Let's start reading from the 24, please, to 27. So far I said, we all face the same challenges. Is it difficult to own a property? Uh, are you saying it's difficult? It's true. But it's not only you who is difficult to. Those who own property, they went through the same difficult, not, not, they, they, okay, let me put, they did not necessarily go through the same difficulty, but they were faced with the same process, the same system, which you call difficulty. They were faced by it to buy property. We are all faced. But whether it becomes difficulty, or whether it is difficult for you, or not difficult for the, you or the person, depend on four things. And we look at those four things. Amen. Please read it for us. Amen. Matthew hmm? 7, verse 24 to 27. Mm -hmm. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Amen. Amen. So Jesus also told us something about life. Jesus said this life, from what we read, mm -hmm. he said anyone, this life, he said three things will happen. Three things will always come against anybody. The rain will fall. The wind will blow. <laughs> and what? Will rise. Flood will come. So there will be a storm. There will be what? Floods and there will be what? Rain. Not against the house. The house is your life. It's anyone who built his life. On the rock is like one building a house so he was talking about life so he said the rain cometh the storm what cometh the flood cometh so in this life there will be a storm at your life there will be a flood at your life. there will be a rain at your life now rain is the blessing blessing rain is the blessing now storm is the challenges the things that is to shake you, uproot you. And the flood too are the thing that is to swallow you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Swallow you. Submerge you. Overshadow you. So the flood and the storm are challenges in difficulties that is meant to shake you. So no matter who you are, a flood will come against you. 
no matter who you are, a storm will come against you. No matter who you are, rain will come. Even the rain, blessing, there are people who blessing has destroyed them. Oh yeah, there are many people that when the blessing came, they were rather destroyed. Yeah, I know many marriages when what they call blessing came, the marriage rather, the children rather. You understand? So this is, is the same thing we read in Ecclesiastes. Because anyone who built his life is like one building what? A house on the rock. And he said, the rain cometh, meaning it will come. The storm cometh. I'm yet to see anyone who is living life who has not experienced storm yet. In any area, rather financial, marital, health, uh, children. Yeah. And he said, the flood. Have you experienced flood before? Hmm. May you never experience flood. But you see, life flood comes. Because when flood comes, you see, anything, your coach, everything is gone. Your electrical, everything. Normally, it even comes with fire. It's, it, yeah, many times when there's flood, there's fire in the houses and it catches fire. So these are troubles. No one, no one, there's no one who, who, life is not battered by a storm or a flood. Every now and then, it will come. You see, but Jesus said, gave us a key of what makes the difference. What makes the difference? What makes the difference? And the first thing is the foundation. Foundation. So the first thing that makes the difference in life is your foundation. The first thing that will make a difference in my life is my foundation. My foundation will not impact on your life. Please, are we getting it? The first thing, and your foundation is what you are standing on, which is what you have been building your life on. How your life has been built from the day one you were born up to now. Whether it is someone or you yourself, it doesn't matter. Everybody is building his life on something. Everybody is living his or her life based on something. And that thing, whether you are aware of it or not, becomes your foundation. So when we read Psalms, it said, if the foundation, we'll come back to the Matthew, so don't close it. Amen. Psalm 11 verse 3, it said, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? So you can be righteous. You are very righteous. You are born again now. You change. You stop. Wherever. You are living a righteous life. But if your foundation is destroyed or weak or corrupted, you can't do much. You will still struggle. Read it for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Psalm 11 verse 3. Mm -hmm. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Amen. Amen. You are righteous. So, in other words, what you can do depends on your, your foundation. foundation. If you can face the storm, and the storm will not batter you, destroy your house, the life of your house, depends on your foundation. If the marriage can stand, it depends on the foundation of the marriage. 
despite the increase in prices, the inflation, if you can still be financially stable, depend on your financial foundation all along what you have been building, your financial foundation. Some are building on loans. Any slight change, they will go down. Some are building on patient savings. No matter the change, they will be there. You understand? The foundation is everything. The foundation, your attitude, your character, all those things are part of your foundation. Yeah, because some people, you can insult them and you hurt them and they will laugh and the next day they will still dress and go to work and earn income. And some people, you can insult them and they will go to bedroom, shut the door. One week, they won't go out and they will start drinking. By the time they, they, they come out after a week, they are in debt even. Their job is at risk. It's the foundation of your mindset. All those things are foundation. The way you were trained is a foundation. It's a foundation. All those things are foundation. So the first most important thing, even though we all face the same destiny, the same destiny overtake us, even though wind blow against all of us, storm, what make the difference is the foundations of our life. Those foundations could be right or wrong. It could be damaged. It doesn't matter. It's your foundation. But if that foundation is destroyed, there isn't much you can do. Look at Job chapter 12, verse 15 to 17. So Job chapter 12, verse 15 to 17 is, was talking about the path of the wicked that has been destroyed. Amen. That was what carried before what? His time. But you see that he showed how the path of the wicked or the wicked was carried before their time. He showed that in order their foundation was what? Removed. Amen. Please read it for me. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Job chapter 12, verse 15 to 17. Mm -hmm. If he holds back the waters, there is drought. If he lets them loose, they devastate Job chapter the 20 to 15 to 17. Yeah, Job chapter 4. Sorry, Job chapter 20 to 15 to 17. Amen. So Amen. the first thing that determines those who stand and those who don't stand is the foundation. Please read it for us. Hallelujah. Job mm. 22, 15 to 17. Mm -hmm. Will you keep to the old path mm -hmm. that the wicked have trod? Mm -hmm. They were carried off before their time. Their foundations washed away by a flood. They said to God, leave us alone. What can the Almighty do to us? Amen. So he said, will you still walk on the path of the wicked? Mm. Why? And he said, as for the wicked, they were carried away before their time. Why? Their foundation was what? Washed, Washed away. away. Anything, when the foundation goes, you are in trouble. Wow. So when the flood comes and your foundation is weak, it will wash the foundation. And whatever you build on the foundation will go down. Yeah. Will go down. Yeah. The flood, they washes the foundation. test the foundation. That's why I say the flood comes. And the wind too, that one doesn't prove the foundation. But the structures, the stone, on the foundation. But the structures, whether it will stand or is connected to what? The foundation. Amen. Amen. So Jesus showed us how to make sure you have a good foundation. Amen. amen. He showed us, amen, how to make sure you have a good foundation. And believe me, it's the foundation. Some of the times when people tell you what they've gone through and dealt with, 
and they are still what they are, you see that you have no excuse not to be what you are not. You see that what you are complaining, but the difference is what? The foundation. The good thing about foundation is foundation can be repaired. It can be repaired. Foundation can be built all over again. Oh, yeah. It can be. One, I used to have a building, and that building was a normal short building like this. And a time came, we wanted to do concrete roofing so that we use the top as like a roof. Yeah. So when they came, they checked, and so because of the foundation of uh, the building, they cannot do that. It cannot hold it. Mm. And I said, oh, Charlie, <laughs> okay, then let it go. But then he said, but if you want, we can break here, break it, and take another foundation, put a pillar, a pillar, a pillar, and the rooftop rather sit on the pillar. You understand? So this shows that a foundational issue can be what? Corrected. Corrected. Yeah, it can be corrected. If it can be destroyed, it can be strengthened. It can be corrected. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? So Jesus showed us how to make sure you have a solid foundation for your life. Let's read it again, the mighty chapter 7. So you see that mighty chapter 7, he said there are two ways. Whether you like it or not, each time you are building your life on a foundation of rock or on a foundation of what? Sand. Mm -hmm. You understand? And remember, your life has compartments. Yes. The marriage side of your life, the finances side of your life, even your spiritual work mm -hmm. is a side of your life. Your children, your relationship with others, each one has a foundation. You understand? Once upon a time, I was building. And when I was building, the building was said that it was a normal flat. It was, sorry, it was a normal one-floor building. But there must be a master bedroom at the top. So because of the master bedroom at the top, just the top side of the building, the foundation must be deeper. Other than it can't hold. <laughs> so it's one household, but the top foundation is different from the other side. I'm saying this to say that your life is what? Compact. Some people have strong career foundation. No matter how the system is, they will get a job. Based on their education, their experience. But they don't have marriage foundation. Because maybe the foundation of their marriage is so bad. Now what they want, there's no way they will get it based on that foundation. So they change that foundation. Please, you understand. So Jesus showed us. Let's read it. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. That's Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to mm -hmm. 27. Mm -hmm. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mm -hmm. mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Mm -hmm. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So Amen. Jesus said it is the life that is built. No, he was talking about life. He yeah. wasn't talking about house. 
For I said, anyone who builds his life. So Jesus says, it is the one who builds his house on the rock. He's the one that when the storm come, and the flood come, and the rain come, he is saved. So those you think, as for them, they are lucky. They are not lucky. It's the foundation of their life. It's the foundation. So Jesus said the main way is to build on the rock, your foundation of the rock. And say you do that by putting his word into practice. It's, it's that simple. If you put the word of God into practice and not make excuses, you will have a solid foundation. If you begin to obey the word of God about marriage, if you begin to obey the word of God about finances, about anything the word says, you begin to have a solid foundation. It's that simple. You see, many don't like that because it is difficult to build on a rock. It is time consuming to build on a rock. Whilst it is very easy to build in the sand, and quick and many people now walk quick way you meet a man today tomorrow you're already having sex with the man three days you've already moving with the man nine months you've already give birth with the man a year time now you said this man is evil you have blamed the man it is you you didn't lay any foundation you, you barely knew the man and you are asked for me why not it's you the foundation you build that relationship on. This is just an example. You understand? And sometimes when you come to God and God is going to lift you up, your life is going to be changed, become stable, he will go to the foundation that is corrupt to, to work at it. Because if the foundation has corrupt, Psalm 11 verse 3, what can what? The righteous do. But many don't like that. Many don't want God to touch the foundation. And to God touch the foundation, if the, this is if the foundation is a weak foundation, when anything that can will blow you. So you see that you are always having problems. You are always having challenges. From one challenge to another, one problem to another, there is a problem with the foundation. Yeah. So no, yeah, there's a problem. Any storm will blow the building away. Any flood will remove. There's a problem. Sand foundation. Uh, when I was growing up, we used to build sand castle at the beach. My house, you can walk to the beach. Amen. And when the wave comes, everything goes. <laughs> you go early in the morning and you build it. You go by 11 a.m., you build it. It's nice. But from like 2 p.m., the waves begin to rise. The sea begins to rise. So the tide begins to rise. So all goes. <laughs> but it, it, there's no pain even with my hand I can dig <laughs> but with the rock ah, even with an uh, what is it called pickaxe it's not easy one of the common things God has showed me I've seen in, I, I see this often you see somebody you talk to them about Christ or they come to the church and you see they want Christ they love Christ and it's like you see a blockage. Why then? Why are you not receiving Christ or going deeper? Many a time you see that it's like they know that the moment they do that, their life will change. 
because the foundation will have to be corrected. And many a time they don't want to let it go. And I always, God always showing me normally, I normally see two main things. Two main things. You want to know what? Yes. <laughs> two main things. One, one, one is sexual immorality. The person just knows to embrace God or to go higher, he has to let the correct the foundation. It means he cannot or she cannot be involved in sexual immorality. And normally in the spirit, see the person crying, shaking their head, meaning I won't let it go. Oh yeah. And the second is money. Many people, they know financially they will be worse off. Many are still in this country. People don't know. Many are stealing from the government, from the banks, and a lot of things. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. But such people, you see from problem to problem. And you see that the problems are all centered on the same thing, about the same thing. It's always about a man issue, about a boyfriend issue. Because if the foundation is corrupt, you are righteous, you can't do much. So you have to make up your mind that you will lay a solid foundation for your life. As for the storms, it will come. There are things that will shake you, things that you cannot imagine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And the flood will also come. Jesus said, no, Jesus said, come F, come F. We all face the same destiny. The only difference is maybe the person, his own has come and he's now free. He's still standing after the storm. Yeah. Yeah, and the rain. Yeah. So the first thing is your foundation. Now, now, because without the foundation, anything you build will be waste. You understand? But if you have a solid foundation, now you must be careful to build on it properly. And it is also done by the word. Let's read it. First Corinthians chapter.
Yeah. What about you? Do your parents have money? He will be built out. Will you be built out? Foundation. It's what you're sitting on. What you've been building your life on. What is backing you. What is under you. And it must be solid. Amen. Please read it for us. Hallelujah. Amen. First Corinthians mm -hmm. chapter 3 verse 12 to mm -hmm. 13. Mm -hmm. If anyone built on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to, to light. Sorry, It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. So Amen. this one he was talking about working for God. In, in, in context, but he made us understood that everyone's foundation, what you build on the foundation is also tested yeah. by fire. So the fire also come. Oh yes, have you not noticed that when people get older, they become cool? Because the older you get, you see things. You deal with things. You receive enough fire, enough storm, enough flood. Oh yes. Yes, when people are young, don't you see how arrogant they are and everything? Yeah, because the storm cometh, the flood cometh, and the fire tested. So the only secret is the found, your foundation, and make sure you build with costly stone so that it can stand. It's your life. It's your life. Your storm will come against you. Your life. Everybody will experience, if you've not experienced, what you never thought. And depending on your foundation, that thing will make you or break you. Some people don't smile again, all because of that experience. It has stopped them. The smile, they become bitter forever. Many a time, they had a foundation, they thought they were different. They didn't have a solid foundation. But if you know you're a human, we all face the same destiny. Amen. Amen. The second thing that would determine or determines one's life, that makes one, it looks like, as for them, what we all encounter, they don't encounter, is your heart, your, the state of your heart. And now when I talk about the heart, the Bible heart, I don't mean the organ. The, your, the heart means your mind set what you conclude on the way you think the way you process things you, you, you understand because as you are here as I'm here a lot of thought is coming to my mind with the God will never judge you with the thoughts that come in your mind but it is what you make of the thought the conclusion that is what he judged you and that's what the Bible call the heart if I enter into a shop and the thought come still this and a thought come, oh, still that one too. And a thought come, Charlie, just pay for it. God will not judge me with any of the thoughts. But if I conclude that, okay, I will steal this. I will steal it. And if I don't get still, God will judge me. Because in my heart, I've already decided that I will still, just that I did not get the opportunity. <laughs> you, you understand? Uh-huh. So your heart stands for your thoughts, what you conclude on life, what you've decided on. Even though even you didn't get to do it, you still decided on that. Yes, that's why I say if you take a woman in your heart, you have sinned. And because in your heart, you already, just that you didn't get the opportunity or the time has not come. 
you've decided you, you, you understand aha uh -huh. okay proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 so this is just to explain what it means by the heart so the second thing that would determine what you go through and uh, i say determine what how you enjoy life or how you embrace life is your heart so your heart is your thought pattern your heart is your mindset your heart is the way you think the way you process things which is the way you accept or the way you see things. Please read it for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs 4, 23. Mm -hmm. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Amen. I want that version that says the issues of life. Amen. It's the same. Everything you do flows from it. Everything is your life, isn't it? Yes. Uh -huh. Please read it for me. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. The King James Version. Yeah. Keep thy heart with all diligence, mm -hmm. for out of it are the issues of life. Amen. So it said the issues of life. The issues of life come from your what? Heart. So do what? Keep it. Protect it. With all what? Diligence. Why? So the issues of your life come from your heart. You see, somebody, somebody, God forbid, uh, somebody who is past and gone will marry and lose their wife or husband and the person will cry mourn bury the person and will laugh and he say oh, it was a nice marriage and will tell himself or herself at least i've married before i've tasted marriage and he'll still be smiling he'll still be going and coming he'll still be happy and somebody was to experience the same thing and he or she will be moody forever will be depressed forever beautiful man will now become almost next to insanity what is the difference their mindset about the issue so when this storm came one is still the same but one has been broken worse off affecting the children please you understand so your mind the state of your mind your thought pattern yeah if what people have sometimes as a pastor when i look at what people have endured and they are still doing well i fear i don't know if it's me i will be able to do well these are the reason why i don't judge i don't like accusation yeah yeah and the bible says the one who thinks he's standing should be careful lest he fall because the storm hasn't come yet if he come we'll see if you will stand yeah so your heart, your heart, your heart. So it say, keep it with diligence, meaning carefulness. Because out of it are the issues of what? Life. Your life. So last week we read a scripture, which we won't read today, that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But look at another scripture, Proverbs 27, verse 19. You make us understand that you reflect your heart. You ref it's true. Yeah. Some people, because their husband shouted on them, they don't have good marriage. Shouting. But somebody, uh, they were slapped. They were insulted. But they still have good marriage. It's the mindset. Because it's the heart that makes you able to endure things. Or even determine value of things. Because somebody, the marriage is so valuable, that beating is nothing. I'm not saying it's right to, but somebody, it's not viable that insulting even means the marriage should go. 
is the mindset which the Bible called the heart. Please read it for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs chapter 27 verse mm -hmm. 19. Mm -hmm. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Amen. So your life is a reflection of your heart. Wow. So your heart, meaning your mindset, has a direct effect. It is your mindset, your mindset, the way you think that will tell you that as I am building this house, the storm will come. So let me get a metal plate so that when the storm is come, I cover the glass. Or so even make the glass bigger and the storm will come. It's not protected. It's the mind, the way you think. Because we all face the same challenges. We all face the same the children of this country, they face the same thing. They face the same danger. They are all under the same attack. They literally watch almost the same program. The mind, you, mindset, how you deal with these children, your children, determines. Amen. So you say, a man's heart reflects what? His life. Please, you understand? So, your heart, the way you think, has a direct effect. The storm will come, and someone will see the storm, and you see it as an opportunity. I think it's gone low. We see it as an opportunity to reshape himself. Oh, yeah. Like this COVID, when it came, to many it was a storm. Their businesses were gone, everything. Some was like this. <laughs> But some say it's an opportunity to try that thing long time I wanted to try. Finally, I'm free. I'm free. What's the difference? The way they think. The way they think. The way they think. Like the COVID, some churches saw it as an opportunity for A. Others saw it as an opportunity for B. It's the mindset. So that's why once again to... You will see, you see, this mindset is important because the heart speaks. Oh, yeah. The heart advises. Look at Luke chapter 24, verse 32. Amen. Luke chapter 24, verse 32. Amen. So, when I say, so you have many people, it's your mind that speaks to you. It's your mind. You see, when I came in this morning, I was like this. So when I saw you, I just did like this, and I just go. So your mind tells you, oh, he's not happy with me. He doesn't want to see me. That's what your mind told you, and you also believe it. You see? But someone's mind will tell him, someone's mind will tell him, probably he's having a moment, or oh, a bad day, oh, God have mercy on him. Yeah. Because, and someone will say, because he hasn't said anything bad to me. What makes the difference? your mind so to you pastor don't like you but to the other pastor nothing has changed what's the difference not about the pastor your mindset your mindset it's the same with marriage it's the same with children now here children stand up one of the common thing children have told me my mother don't love me my father don't love me why because on my birthday because on my birthday how can that determine whether your father or your mother loves you? Because on my birthday. Oh, it's the commonest thing I've heard from children. Yeah, yeah. Meaning their birthday, their mother didn't do something or 
I always have to refer them when they were born, when they had to poo, their mother had to change it, watch over them, feed them step by step up to now. You can't say your mother don't love you because your birthday, she was at work. <laughs> or she didn't buy you what you wanted. Or he didn't say, hey, it's your birthday. But believe me, believe me, troubled, troubled, yeah, troubled, troubled, yeah. And they believe it. It's their mindset. That's why I hate flattery. Because that's what has, has given us false mindsets. Flattery is very bad. Amen. Please read it for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 24, verse 32. Mm. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? This is when Jesus was talking. Their heart was telling them that it's Jesus. Wow. But they, they rejected. So when Jesus revealed himself, he said, ah, wasn't our heart telling us, other verse said, telling us, other verse said, burned within us. Amen. When you look at Psalm 16, verse 17, say, his heart instructs him at night. No, the heart is not the organ. It's what you conclude on. It's not what comes into your mind. It's what you conclude on. What you decide you will do. You, 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 please, you, you understand. Amen. That is your heart. Read it for us. Psalm I think 16, verse 7. seven yeah. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. Amen. He said, even at night, my heart, his mind, instructs him. Amen. Amen. I'm saying this to say the heart speak, your heart. You see, see, like right now, right now, right now, for example, what example should I give? Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> so, okay, there, like right now, I stand, Jesus dancer campaign, and a young guy comes, and the young guy starts telling me, you know, brother, what is your name? I say, I'm Emmanuel. Say, we have to worship God. We have to read our Bible every day. Read your Bible. Never stop reading your Bible. You see, thought will begin to come. And my mind would tell me, this boy is being arrogant. Or my mind would tell me, oh, this boy is sharing the truth with you. What I conclude on is my heart, isn't it? So you see, all the thought, it's my mind speaking to me, instructing me. It, it doesn't matter what I'm thinking is even right or wrong about the boy. Maybe I even look 15 years to the boy. That's why he's feeling free, but I don't even know that. You, you understand? So he said, my mind instructs me, mean tell me what to do, my heart, at night. And when you read this important scripture, let's read it. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 19. He said, the heart is deceitful above all things. Because it is deceitful, that is why you must diligently it. save it. Save it. Make sure it is pure. Amen. Let's read it. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 17, mm -hmm. verse 19. Mm -hmm. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and stand at the gate of the people. 17, verse 9. Sorry, hallelujah. Amen. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Mm -hmm. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Amen. So the heart is very deceitful. Wow. And one of the ways I save myself that my heart do not deceive me is I like to be straight. My yes is my yes. My no is my no. I belong here. I don't belong there. I'm for this. I'm not for that. 
It's that simple. Because you see, you can be doing good, but the intention of the heart. One day when I teach the heart, you can see that you can do something good, but if the heart is not perfect, God rejects it. Yeah. Because you see, I can give you money. It's a present good. And I can give you the same person money, but this time, this money, I'm bribing you. So all is giving money good, but the heart, one is right, one is wrong. But I say, so, it's deceitful. so you can easily be deceived by the heart. But it is from it that the issues of life arise. It determines whether you can embrace and face the storm, the flood, or what? The rain. It determines whether you go through it what? Success. As for it, it will come. Amen. Amen. But once again, God has done it such that you can change the heart. You can always upgrade it. You can always what? Work on it. Two scriptures, then we look at the third things. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Amen. So it says, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity, every thought. Amen. So he spoke about thought. He spoke about knowledge. He spoke about imagination. All this thing has got to do with the mind, which is the heart. Isn't it? Your thought pattern. The things you imagine. Some people, when they test their partner, or call their partner and the partner don't pick up, they begin to imagine all sorts of things. And they only imagine if they don't imagine good. It's the mind. Mercy. It's the imagination. Yeah. Some people, you talk to them, and they call you and say, yes, yes, I'm fine. Okay, tomorrow, they put the phone down, they start imagining the way he spoke to me, he doesn't want to speak to me. Or, or is it that? You see, imagination. And the worst thing, they begin to act the imagination route towards you. And they are blaming you, but all they are doing is they are imagining. So he said, this one, this scripture, he talked about the warfare. And he said, taking captive of all this thing. So he has made us that you can train the mind. What is not right? You should, like, I, I tell people, I can't judge a person by what I assume. I was telling one brother, you can't condemn your wife because of a dream. If the dream is true, there must be a physical evidence. I can't say you won't marry someone you've given birth to twice, you've dated over 10 years. Because of a dream you had years ago, before you even gave birth. The second child, how? Since when? If it is true, there must be a physical. But many do that. Many do that. Please read it for us. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Second Corinthians. Sorry, did I say first? Yes. Forgive me. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. Hallelujah. Amen. Second mm -hmm. Corinthians chapter mm -hmm. 10 verse 5. We demolish arguments and every I wonder why they say casting the imagination. Amen. Yeah. It's the same Tibet argument. When you imagine, you argue with your mind. Mm. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So this Amen. is showing that any mindset you have that is negative, you can cast it down. 
you can bring it down you can take captive and subdue it and make it obedience but how do you know what is right and what is wrong he showed us he said making obedience to christ meaning to the word bringing it what and which one the one that you take that is has exalted itself than the knowledge of god so when you begin to once again obey walk with the lord by his word will be going down that is why any good pastor or good prophet will always come with what to do what not to do it will always come the word what do we do the word whenever i preach the word it will tell you things i will not even know what even though i know i'm talking about the mind but there's a way the word will speak to you what to do what not to do what to continue what to stop amen so you have to watch so the mind has been trained or it said that you can correct it the mindset that make the flood remove the foundation or you didn't build on the rock you can change it now you can take captive of that mindset romans chapter 12 verse 2 we won't read it last week we read it it said renewing what be transformed by what renewal in fact let's read it amen he said do not conform to the patterns of this world amen so it means you can change it's purely possible you can change it's all renewing your mind and taking captive of those imagination those printers do things with facts with details think through things not with emotion you see yes maybe all the time all the time the girl is late your daughter is late all the time because she will play and everything amen but when this time you say i am late you just but maybe this time it is genuine the buses has been cancelled take your time are you an adult believe it you know the truth you allow time think true you know please do we understand the mind read it for us romans Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 12, verse, verse 2. Mm-hmm. And, be not, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove, uh, prove what yeah. is that good and acceptable and perfect. So when you take God. the captive, the thought and things, learn from your mistake. Learn, you will see it. Don't deceive yourself again. And renew your mind in line with God. And you will see. You will even be desiring the storm. Oh, yeah. You will even be desiring the storm. Oh, yeah. You see, there's a place that you are ready. You know the storm will come. So you are saying that it should come quickly so that you can get on with life. Oh, it's true. It's true. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When I went to the 21 days fasting and prayer, my father and the Lord and my mother, you could see they were expecting attack on me. They were expecting it, which I didn't understand. You see, you could see they were expecting that there would be an attack. They were saying there will be an attack. There will be an attack. There will be an attack. They were saying it. <laughs> you see, but of course I know them. They are seasoned. They've experienced things. They know the storm will come. They know when you are going somewhere, there is a hindrance, there is a boot. They know our warfare are not carnal. They know. Share. <laughs> and the attack came. Yeah, it came. It came. The attack came. Hey, the, the spiritual realm is real. See, let me, let, me, let me share this secret with you people. 
my last but one, no, three days to the time. I'll finish the 21 days first. My father and the Lord said to me, hey, from now you have to be careful. And then the spirit will come and sleep with you. And the moment the spirit sleep with you, will spoil the whole thing you've come to do. It sounded like music to my ear. I, I, you know, believe me, there are things they say it's like, wow, interesting. Like, I don't know. I have my faith. But you see, faith is not, faith does not deny cancel, fat. deny fat. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you understand? So it's like, wow, this is three days to the time. So as he said it, I started taking precaution. I started taking precaution. What are some of the precautions? I bath with the rock soap. I use the rock soap as well, apart from my prayer and things. When I'm going to sleep in the night, I soak myself in the blood. And the last but one day, the last but the night before I do my final day, I had the dream. And when I had the dream, I saw a woman in the dream. And the woman was trying to sleep with me. And I remember saying the dream, if I do this, everything I've come to do will spoil. Then the woman back and that was the end of the dream. So it shook me. It shook me. This was my last but one day. So now I was wondering how I would sleep the last day. It <laughs> shook me. But this is where the, the next, so when I wake up, I had a dream in the night. So when I wake up in the morning, so in the morning when we gathered to pray, I haven't said anything. Note, we've, we've, we've just wake up. We are praying, we are praying. Then my father and they say, hey, last night I saw the spirit has come to sleep with you, but I did not succeed. But I'm thinking, how did he know that? It's real. You, you understand? If there was whatever, they would have succeed. Yeah. Amen. So I'm just saying, I don't even know what God means to this. Uh, what were you looking at that? I'm going to listen. Romans 12, verse 3. Yeah. So he said, do not conform to the patterns of what? No, yeah, I was saying that. So it will come. That's what I say. Yeah, I was saying this because I was saying that some, there's a place you are waiting for the storm to come. So when they are saying this attack, attack, you are thinking, why should I be attacked? But if you can't kick, let it get down so that I pass. It's like you are waiting. Yeah. And even the attack, I was thinking, I was thinking something like, maybe I'll be hurt. Like something that physically, you understand? So, your mindset, your mindset, because that is who you are. That is what reflects your life. Amen. The third thing that you have to watch, amen. Amen. That would determine, amen, whether you'll be able to stand the storm, amen, to face life is Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. The first thing is your foundation. So if your foundation is weak or is even good, but not for what you want to see, a certain storm, work on it. And when God is working your foundation, allow it. He does that by giving you his word to change it. And your mindset to renew it. Take captive of every word. Set. That is not of God. That is not in line with God. Amen. And the third one is knowing your God. Knowing your God. Read it for us, please. Hallelujah. Amen. Daniel 11, verse 22. Mm -hmm. Then an overwhelming army will be swept away before him. Mm -hmm. Both it and the prince of the covenant will be destroyed. Amen. Amen. Daniel 11, 32. Oh, 32. Yeah, please, what did I say? 22. 
Oh, 32. Daniel 11, verse 32. Mm -hmm. With flattery, he will corrupt those who have violated the covenant, but the people who know their God will firmly resist him. Amen. Amen. So he said, those who know their God will firmly resist the enemy. In context, he was talking about the last day, things that will happen. But he gave us a key there, that those who know their God, amen, amen. it means it's possible not to know your God. And many Christians don't know their God. And you can tell by the way they say things, the way they present themselves, the way they act towards God and God's activities and God's people. You see, but it is they that know their God. They will stand, they will resist the storm, everything. So you have to know your God. I'm not talking about you are saved. If you are saved, then he is your God. But do you know this God? This your God. Do you know him? Do you get it? Like sometimes you listen to people talk about pastors as if they know the pastors. But they've not even seen the pastor. They don't know the pastor. So do you know your God? You have to know your God. Listen, Moses in Exodus 33 verse 13, after all the miracles, all the signs and wonders, tell God, he said, I want to know you. Show me thy works. Meanwhile, God has spoken to him. God was using him. I said, I want to know you. Show me. Please read it for us. And we are reading this to show that prophesying that you're a Christian is good. You're a Christian, yes. But you have to know God because it is they that know their God. They will firmly resist. Please read it for us. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Exodus 33. Verse 13. Verse 13. Amen. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. So, Amen. So this is Moses. This is after he's made it to the promised land. God has used him. God has visited him. Everything. And say, if you are going to favor me, teach me your ways. Why? So I may no. know you. So in other words, even though he knew God, he didn't know God. Even though God was using him, he didn't know God. But it is they that know their God. Not God, their God. So you must know your God. You must know what your God does and does not do. You must know how your God does things. You must know who your God is. Other than that, you'll be in trouble. Because his ways, he said, are not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. So the way you are thinking or the way you expect it will be totally different. You see, when you hear people say things like, uh, there was a season I used to hear that, but now I don't hear it. They used to say, oh, if God don't do it, if God will not do it, then that's it, I'm going. And I used to say, go ahead. God will still be God. He's there. He's on the throne. It's your life. As for you, definitely you will die. And you will, no, you will die and you will meet God. Before we came, he was here. After we, before we became a Christian, his church was trooping on. And you think you stop being a Christian, his church will not troop on. Oh, please. <laughs> you, you, you understand what I'm saying? So you must know your God. You must know that God is a faithful God. You must know that God Hebrews say, all who come to him must believe. He is a rewarder. 
of those who diligently seek him. You must know your God. You must know that this God said to the, to the, um, to the mercy, I am merciful. To the faithful, I will be found faithful. You must know your God. That he said righteousness and justice are his foundation. So in that respect, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your anointing. Anything that God is doing, he goes by it by justice and righteousness. So you can be the bishop. If you are wrong before God, you'll be found guilty. You, you, you understand? You must know your God. That he said God that cannot behold sin. You must know that he is holy. You must know that he's a God that fight pride. That lift up the humble. You must know your many Christians don't know their God. If I look at my life as a pastor, things that have offended people in this church, they don't know God, believe me. Because if you know God, there's no way those things will offend you. That's why many Christians are have problem and problem. Because they don't it's because they don't know their God. They don't, you must know your God. That case is with God, case is anyone who does his work anyhow. You must know this God. Because when you know him, you are better off. You must know that this God is not what you say, but what you do. You, you must know that this God, Bible says, he watches the heart. The heart, the intention. Not only the action. Not only the action. Because, you see, a child can try to surprise the mother. Katrin Kuma used to say this story. She said one day, she went, the mother went out, so she decided to do the washing for the mother. She went to the basement, took this bed she colored and washed all, and she hung it. But when the mother came, the mother was sad because Charlie bleached everything and <laughs> everything. But I said the mother was happy at the same time. And he said, that is God. Sometimes your, in, your heart is right, even though the action is wrong. But you had good intention. You wanted to surprise your mother by washing. Just that you didn't know that the color would fade. You are too small, you know, a child. Yeah. So every good mother, it will hurt him, but still what? Embrace God. He could see what you were trying to, what? to do. So God watches the heart. He does, the Bible says he doesn't look at things as men do. With men, we judge by what we see. But with God. So you must know your God because they don't know their God. They, the Bible even says, they will do what? Exploits. That's right. Oh, yeah. So many Christians don't know God. That is why the sliding in life, back, 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 sliding the back, back, back. The storm has not even reached. Back, 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 back. If you know your God, your faith will never, ever be in a man, a man of God, being in an apostle, or a prophet, or a teacher. Your faith will be in God. Oh, yes. Of course, when your faith is in God, it will be connected to man. That's right. Because everything man has got to do with people. But it's different from your faith is in the person. The person's prayer is important to you than you praying to God. Meanwhile, you must pray to God. That's the most important. Then add the person's prayer. What the man of God says, I, what the man of God says, even though it contradicts the Bible, you obey that one. And you say, God. No, it's not God. 
you are worshiping the man of God. You are following him or her, not God. Because the man of God is under God. He's one of the millions of men of God. He's nothing close to God. Yes, he's important because he's God's vessel, God's ambassador, sitting in the seat of what? Christ. But he's not God. He's a man of God. So I'm just saying this to say many Christians do not what? Know their God. You must know your God. And you only know your God by the word. And the more you obey God, the more you get to understand him. The more you get to know him. That's when you see that thing will come. It won't shake you. It won't shake you. Because you know God. Because you know that God is a faithful God. And if you've been faithful, they say he will never be unfaithful. Please, you understand. If you know God, you'll not be offended with, with counseling. Because God counseling people. If you know God, you, you must know your God. That's the third what, thing. Amen. Amen. The fourth thing. The fourth thing. Did we read the scripture that says, they that know God, would, they would do exploit? No. Okay, let's look at the fourth thing. The fourth thing is 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. Do you want us to read our scripture? You people know it. We read it, isn't it? It's Daniel chapter. Let me verse 30. It's the same thing, isn't it? Did we read it? Oh, sorry. Okay, let's read then. Then let's read the Daniel. Then we come to First John. Okay. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. We read it all. Didn't we? It's just different version, different words. That's all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you get it? Mm -hmm. Oh, we have read it. So let's read the first John chapter four, verse four to six. Hallelujah. We are looking at the fourth and final thing. So the first thing is make sure you laid a solid foundation because it's dependent on your foundation. The second thing is what? Make sure. What's the second thing, please? The second one is your heart. Your heart. Your heart, which is your thought pattern, the way you think. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The third thing is you must mm -hmm. know your God. Because there are things that without God, you are joking. Amen. You Amen. can't. Amen. In fact, even your heart and your foundation is God who will what? Help you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Daniel, sorry, First John chapter 4, verse mm -hmm. 4. Mm -hmm. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Amen. Amen. So, this is the fourth thing. Know yourself. Know who you are in the Lord. So he said, we have overcome. Why? Because of the one who is in us. In us. God lives in us by what? His spirit, the Bible says. So knowing that you are a child of God, you must know this and believe it, that you have an advantage than the worldly people. 
So if they can, then you can. Because you, many Christians don't know themselves. Many Christians speak like the world, talk like the world, act like the world. When you even try to counsel young people about marriage, you hear them, they say, there's nobody like that in our time. It is not true. In general, it could be like that, but what about you? What about you? Because of God, you must know that that thing is not possible. Because of God, you must know that this is possible. Because of God who lives, you must know that as for you, when that thing happens, God forbid, you have a God. Please, do you get it? Yes. Because you can be great, but if you don't know yourself, you will live like a common person. You can be a king, but if you don't know, you live like a poor person. So you must know yourself, not because of me, Imana Jitaji, but I must know myself that greater is he who is in me than who is outside. Amen. Amen. So with God, I can do all things. No, with God. With God. Ah, they can go wayward. But God say, if I train them in the way they should grow, they will never depart. So even they go, they will come back. Not about, I'm doing my part, but because of God. My hope is in God. My faith is in God. My trust is in God. Because God, greater is he who lives in me. So you must know yourself, which is very important. As for me, God will heal me. Because healing is our bread. Not if he wants to heal me, no. He's already said he wants to. Please, do we get it? You must know yourself, not arrogantly, not proudly. You must know yourself. You must know yourself and accept who you are. That greater is he who lives in you. If they that they don't have him can stop it, why me with the Holy Spirit? Why can't I stop it? Why can't I? Knowing yourself in the Lord. If they can endure, why can't I? If they can get a degree, why can't I with the helper? Yeah. Believe in who you are because, you see, till you know who you are and accept it, anybody will deceive you. You follow anyone. Many people don't know themselves. When this is going, they follow. When this is going, they follow. Oh, it's true. They are not living for anything. They are not standing for anything. They don't know themselves in general than even to know yourself in the Lord. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, our last scripture. Or last but one. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. So you must know yourself. You must know yourself. You must know yourself. Believe it. In the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. Do you believe you are prince? You are kings and queens? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You must believe it. Queens and kings, they dress well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They care about what they wear. They just don't wear anything. They care about what they eat. Yeah. They do not just eat anything. It's not about the price. No, but the food itself. Oh, yes. We, we forget this part. Amen. Yeah. 
Please read it for us. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Mm -hmm. Have I not commanded it's you? It's a command. Mm -hmm. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. You've been commanded. Be strong and courageous. Amen. Don't be afraid. Why? Because God will be with you. The reason is because God. Not because you are stronger. Not be, because God. So you must know this. That God is with you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Last scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Amen. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says he did not give us a spirit of what? Timidity. Amen. Amen. But he gave us a spirit of what? Boldness. Amen. So you must be bold. Amen. Please read it for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. Mm -hmm. For the spirit of God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So Amen. He, said he has given us the spirit of, uh, the spirit to give us what? Power, love, and what? Sound mind. Sound mind, yes. Amen. Other versions say sound mind. Power, they say sound mind. Amen. So, power to overcome. Power to wait is possible. Power to build on the rock is possible. It's possible. Sound mind, sound mind. Distraction is not from God. Double-minded is not from God. When you read the Bible, say a double-minded heart will receive nothing from God. Amen. So church, what am I saying? I'm saying that life is real. We all face the same opportunities. We all face the same dangers. Amen. The same hardship. Amen. But how we cut through it, whether we will live blessed or not, depend on us. Whether you will live blessed or not, depend on you. You can complain. You can make excuses. But that will not help you. But there are four main things you have to be mindful of. is the foundation. Meaning what you have been building your life on and what you are building your life on, what your life is based on, all aspects of your life, it makes the difference. When I was in boarding school, many children did not even write the exam. In fact, now looking back, the way they were living, the exam, they were living, you know, they just knew that they, the moment they finished school, they graduate, they are traveling abroad. So the exam, they didn't care. They didn't care whether they passed and truly, they all left. You see, they had a certain foundation. Their life was based. If a Ghanaian or anybody who didn't have that, other foreign citizens should follow them, they would be in trouble. <laughs> you understand? So what is your life based on? That's the first thing. And the second thing is your mindset. Renew it in line with the mind. Take captive of anything that is not true. Subdue it. Don't live by imagination. Don't live by imagination. No. It will destroy you. It will make the storm take over. Amen. And the fourth thing is, you must know your God. Because when all is said and done, the worldly people, they also have mindset. The worldly people also build foundation. What separates us, what is our advantage, is our God. So you must notice your God well so that you can work with this your God well so that you benefit. And you must know who you are in God. What is due to God? That is your advantage. That is what separates you from the world. And you must embrace it. That is when you will not talk like them. 
because it is true you are all going harshly, but with you, God has given you a certain wisdom. God is able to make you eat once a day and be fine. It will last. <laughs> Amen. It will last. I don't know whether it's old age or not, but these days I eat like once a day. You eat and you are full the whole day. Amen. God is is age, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, I'm not that. <laughs> God, know yourself. Know yourself that you are a woman. You are a woman. Men love women. The one who love you will come. Don't throw yourself away. Know yourself in the Lord. Know yourself that you are a man. If a woman can go nine to five, you can go nine to five. Know yourself. Embrace it. In the Lord, meaning with God's help. By God. And you'll be surprised. When they are crying, you'll be laughing. Because there's a prophecy that says when they say there's a casting down, right. we, we shall say there's a lifting up. Amen. And then there will be. You must be able to Amen. say it. Yes. But what are you standing on to say? These are the four pillars. Lift up your voice and begin to pray for yourself. Pray whatever this word means to you. Among other things, ask God to help you to lay a solid foundation. Help you to lay a solid foundation. We believe you have been blessed by the teachers of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.